Hey, my friend, welcome to Fine is a Four Letter Word. My name is Lori Seitz. I'm an entrepreneur, mentor, founder of Zen Rabbit, and your instigator in saying fuck being fine. This show is for those of you who are done living with the dumpster fire and are ready to find the tools and courage to transform, to step into more success and fulfillment in both your personal and business life. You're in the right place for stories of self-discovery, gratitude, and connection. And to help you strengthen that connection to your own inner guidance, you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. Dave Hauser is an inspiration in embodying what it means to leave a fine life behind. After a long career as a strength and conditioning coach, Dave was done living a fine life and followed his beliefs to build something new. He quit his coaching job and transitioned out of some relationships that weren't growing along with him. The process wasn't easy, but it led to some important breakthroughs. Now Dave is in the financial services industry, where he helps people build a life of self-reliance and financial freedom on their terms. One of the topics we'll be navigating in season three of the podcast is the idea of sabbaticals. And Dave couldn't be in a better position to speak on this topic, as he's in the middle of one at this very moment. We discuss how stepping away from work and focusing less on business can actually attract more business opportunities. Finding purpose in the things you do every day and finding the clarity you need to figure out what it is you want to do. He also shares how even the most skeptical workaholics can find the time money, and motivation to take a sabbatical themselves. So don't count yourself out. This is one episode everyone needs to hear. Today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. If you'd like to find peace of mind amidst the chaos and no matter what's going on around you, or if you're curious about how you might stop working so hard and achieve more success at the same time, Get a copy of the five easy ways to start living a sabbatical life. It's a short guide to working less and living better. Find it at zenrabbit.com. You'll also find a whole bunch of other free resources there as well, like meditations and articles. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Wow, it's been a long time since I've recorded a new episode, and I am super excited to be starting season three. My guest today is Dave Hauser. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Lori. My pleasure. I am super excited to get into your story because one of the themes that we are going to be talking about in season three is sabbaticals and taking sabbaticals and how do you do that? And I know part of your story involves uh, a sabbatical story rolling out still as we're speaking. That's right. um, I'm eager to hear it. But first, let me ask you, what were the the beliefs and values that you were raised with that contributed to making you who you are today? Oh, that's a that's a great question. The one thing my parents instilled in me first and foremost probably was you got to work for it for everything you you uh, get in life. Right? Nothing's given to you. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really think about that. As I've gotten older, that's like 100% true. And what I talked to when I was coaching, I was a college coach for 20 years. I would always talk to kids. You have to put forth the effort and get it. What you get out of it, you're going to get out or what you put into it, you're going to get out of it. 
And same thing I do with now I work in personal finances and I talk to clients the same way. It's like, you're going to get out of this, whatever you put into it, right? There's, there's work you have to do. It's not just me telling what to do. So it's, that's, that's really become uh, really important to me, to me, be honest with people too. That's, that's the second one, be honest, right? Because if you're not honest with people, you're just creating a whole nother problem down the road. Right. Most importantly, most importantly, be honest with yourself. Right. That's what I've come to learn over time is be honest with yourself. And if you say if you say you're going to do something, do it. And if you don't want if you don't think you're going to do it, don't don't commit to something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard yeah. one to keep to keep being honest with yourself. Like that's harder yeah. a lot of times than being honest with other people. Yeah. And I'll but, never and forget. It's kind of, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of backwards, though. Right. Right. If, yeah. if you can't be honest and, and keep commitments to yourself, how on earth can you be committed to somebody else? Right. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. And I, I always think about the the phrase I heard somewhere about that. If you can't keep commitments to yourself, then you're training yourself not to trust yourself. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll tell you, there was a funny there's kind of a funny joke between my friends and I. It's like if I say I'm going to. This is years ago. If I said I was going to do something, everybody knew that I wasn't going to show up. <laughs> and it wasn't until like three or four years ago that I was like, wait a second, that's not actually funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. That's not funny at all. Right. Um, because it, it made me think about how good of a friend I was to those people. And I just wasn't committed to, to anything, really. Yeah. So caused me caused some, some serious reflection to say the least. How did you get to that point where you said, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't funny anymore. And I, and then stepping into that reflection, like it did something specific happen. Uh, well, I left coaching, I had a change in my careers. And part of that was due to, I was, wasn't really doing something that I really enjoyed doing anymore. I was just collecting a paycheck. Right. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was stealing from my employer. So I was like, I just started having all these internal conversations and that was one of them. It's like, well, if I like my buddy, Ryan, he would, he would, he would be one of those people that we'd always laugh about. And it's like, it's not really that funny to me anymore Mm. because it made me think about my, what my values were. Like I could say, I'm being honest. I'm going to show up and do it. But I wasn't doing it. Yeah. Right. So, so there was a lot of incongruency in my life and it's like, okay, well, we got to get, we got to get aligned with what my principles are or my beliefs. And we're going to really put those to work and get the most out of my life instead of just kind of like, I was never getting anywhere. You know, it was always like up and down or stuck in the mud. And it, it just became like, why is this happening? And it, I, I came to the conclusion it was because I wasn't being committed to myself. Mm. So it was the frustration of not getting where you wanted to be yeah. that made you stop and go, all right, wait, this isn't working. What do I need to do to make things work? Or I don't even like that phrase anymore, make things work. Like we're always talking about, I'm going to make things happen as if right, we right, have right. total control over the universe. <laughs> Well, it was, it was, it's like, um, I had to rethink how I was thinking. Mm-hmm. 
and and just I started reading a lot of stoicism too. So that that had a big input or impact on the way I started thinking. Yeah. And it's like I really it just it, I resonated with it because a lot of the messages it's like you don't have to be perfect, right? But we want to work towards an ideal life, right? And how how we want to represent ourselves is how we should be acting and how we should be talking about ourselves too to other people and representing ourselves. That's maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I just wrote a LinkedIn post earlier this week about finding clarity and that you have to start anything from a place of clarity. And people are always talking about that, but how do you find clarity if you don't have it? And how one right. of the, the first step when you're looking to figure out to get clarity around something is to figure out not what you need to do, but who you need to be or who you would like to be. That's right. And that's really where the starting point for any kind of change. Okay. So if you are not being the person that you would like to be and being who you are right now, isn't getting you the results that you'd like to get, who would you need to be? What characteristics, what traits, what skills do you need to incorporate to become that person who would have what you would like to have? Yeah, no, no question about that. And th so when you when I start looking back at that, it throws you into a mm -hmm. funk, right? Because you're like, oh my god, man. That's why so many people don't want to do it, aren't willing to do it. Yeah, and, and the the negative self talk became really strong, and there was like a two two month period, maybe a little bit more, where I was just like really down mm -hmm. on me. Um, I went for a. Was, this was during COVID too, so it's like that. That didn't help the situation, but one day I, I just ended up. I was like, I'm going out. I need to go for a drive, and I went for a drive, and it was, all of a sudden things were like just kind of falling into place, like because I'm in a new situation. There's different things going on around me, and I'm just like, I don't want to live this way anymore. I mean, that's literally what I said. It's like I don't want to live this way anymore. I there's more to life that I want to experience. And how do I do that? How do I get out there and do the things that I want to do? And just kind of started working towards that, you know, slowly, one thing at a time. What did you have to untangle yourself from? Yes. Yeah, so one was a relationship, um, the relationship I was in at the time. You know, I'm in a new field, I'm in a completely different mm -hmm. career. <laughs> and I was alone. I didn't, I didn't have the support from the person I wanted. I craved support from the most. And, you know, your parents are always going to love you and they're always going to support you. But nobody really knew what I was yeah. going through as far as being becoming a business owner for the first time in my whole life. It's like, I don't know how to fucking be a business owner. I don't know anything about running a Did business. Did your parents run businesses or Let were they employees? Okay. No. I, I grew up in a, in a blue-collar uh, what is it? Suburbia family uh -huh. and had the greatest parents in the world, gave me everything I, I, I could ever ask for, but they, we, we never really understood mm -hmm. money. Right. But we never had those conversations. And so I never really understood my own financial situation. So I was undergoing this whole, this all, this, all this stuff started at roughly the same time. Cause I'm just looking at every aspect uh -huh. of my life and finances was just one of them. So I decided to make the change to a different career. Uh, my wife at the time was just 
she couldn't understand it, right? Because I didn't have this cool job anymore, right? I wasn't working in athletics, and that's yeah. exciting. But I wasn't excited about it, and I hated sports. But she kept telling everybody that's what uh-huh. I did, even though I wasn't in the field As anymore. if that's who you were. That, like that was your identity. I, I, yeah, and, and it mm-hmm. was to her. And, you know, when things – we kindly we finally – formalized you know everything at the end and i was like you know what i did change like because she would say that all the time you changed after you left coaching i was like i did i 100 mm-hmm. did because i'm a better person yeah right i have more more interest right i want to take up photography uh, i'd like to take up some type of painting class you know all sorts of things like to take more cooking uh-huh. classes and, you know, we talked before when I saw you earlier this year that uh, I'm planning on driving around the country. Yeah, I right? love this. This is what yeah. I want to get into talking about, too, because this is because yeah. I took my sabbatical. And, you know, it's interesting as I was talking to somebody at a networking event earlier this week, too, about sabbatical. And he was saying that he attributes that word to academia, whereas I don't I, I know that that is a thing in academia in people, you know, professors take sabbaticals, but I also see it as a much bigger. And I like using the word to describe any, like taking a break from whatever it is you're doing to go do something, to travel, to experience some yeah. new things. And I love that you're doing this. So tell me more, tell us, tell, tell my audience more about what you're doing. Yeah. Well, when I think of sabbatical, I think of pilgrimage hmm. for, for whatever okay. reason. Uh, I always I always tie it to like it always sounds like a religious connotation okay. to me, um, but for in this scenario I, that just kind of hit me as you were talking. It's like it's more of a pilgrimage for me, or or an adventure. I like I like to tell everybody I'm on in this grand mm-hmm. adventure, and so I, I packed up all my stuff into five crates, uh, two dogs into a forerunner, and I I came down to Georgia, you know to just. There's a community down here of people that are ultra supportive of me, helping me build, helping me build what I want to build, which is the lifestyle that mm-hmm. I really want. That's to work wherever I, wherever I'm at. Yeah. Right. Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be in a particular area, but if I'm on the road. I, I still want to be able to work. So I got this crazy idea that my, I have a, uh, an American bulldog and he loves swimming and he's getting older. Um, so I came up with this idea that I want to drive Hank around the country and take pictures of him or videos of him swimming and all over the, all over the place. And that morphed into, well, it's not just for Hank. It's, you know, I've said, I've said for at least five or six years that I wanted to explore more of this mm. country. And there's a whole section of the country that I've never been to. So I don't have, I'm not, not that I have to really answer to anybody, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not answering to yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm just going out and living the life that I want to live. And I want to meet more people, eat interesting foods across the country. Like I'm a little bit of yeah. a foodie and just find we like remote spots to camp or to eat or meet people with and learn their stories. Because the more the more I'm out, the more people are really interesting. They absolutely are. Like really interesting and 
there are so many amazing people out here. I was at a veterans event last week. And some of the stories that I was hearing were just, I mean, they were putting me, they were in a sense of yeah. awe. I was like, man, these, these people are, these people are doing it, man. They're doing what they want to do and they love it. And I, I'd like to just meet more people like that. Yeah. And to your point of people are, have these amazing stories. People are amazing. It, it's right into that thing of you will always find exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for awesome right. people and incredible stories and you're finding them. If you were instead looking for people to be angry and resentful and mean, you'd probably find that too, but that's not what you're looking for. Yeah, they're they're, they they're are everywhere. everywhere but, but when you're not, <laughs> when you're looking for the good, you, that's what you come across. That's why you get invited to these events and come across these, these amazing, you know, like interesting things to eat and all of that good stuff. Yeah. That's what you're, yeah. that's what you're attracting yeah. to you. One of the, one of the things that really stood out from the last time we talked was the more I'm away from trying to focus just mm -hmm. on business, the more business will come yeah. my way. Right. That, that really, it sounds backwards, but like I spend, I'll say half of my week out in the woods with my dogs um, and the other half working on towards a business or working yeah. on like getting to know people in the area. And I'm going to close out this year in a really strong bang, just because I, I'm not focusing just on one thing. It's like, I'm focusing on enjoying the hell yeah. out of my life. <laughs> yeah. And that's when these things and, start coming to you. That's what I found when I was on my sabbatical of not doing, I wasn't doing any work that month, really, that the biggest opportunities came to me when I was just enjoying, enjoying being right. and doing yeah. and doing fun things instead of chasing business. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause chasing business sucks. <laughs> it totally sucks. But back to the thing you said at the very beginning of our conversation today, which was that your parents taught you about hard work. And that hard work was the key to success. Yeah. We're not saying don't, don't do anything, sit and money comes to you. That's not, <laughs> but we, right. most of us have been taught that hard work is the way that you make money and, and achieve success and, you know, be productive. And that's the key. And now you and I, and hopefully some of my listeners are getting this idea that's, that's a lie. It's a big fat fucking lie. Right. That's not how it works. The, the thing that I've kind of adopted as like a mantra is I want to live uh, or I want to work so mm -hmm. I can live. I don't want to live to work. Right. There's, and when I work, I work really hard and I focus on, I have to, because I'm, I'm working with other people's and, and yeah. their lives, right. Their financial lives and, for futures and generations yeah. beyond that. So I take that, I take that shit really seriously and I want to do as best of a job for them to make sure they have the most information mm -hmm. possible so that they can make the decisions that are best for them. Uh, and then I just help them make that, make all that shit happen. Yeah. Did you feel like before you set out on this adventure that you, you couldn't not do it? Like you had to oh, do yeah. this thing. 
there was no way you could say no to it, even if you didn't know. I mean, you're in financial services. So one of the things that I hear people say a lot of times is, oh my God, well, I could never do that because I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. Well, that's always their first thing. I couldn't afford it. And then, well, but I have a family, but I have response, like all of these other reasons why they can't do it. Are you talking, are you talking about the travel part? Uh, yeah. Or just, or, the, or, or, or switching job careers. What's your response to that? Yeah. So the switching careers, nobody ever understood that because, and they asked me all, like I had this conversation with my dad. He goes, don't you ever miss it? Don't you? I was like, nope. Do you, do you ever want to go back? I was like, fuck no. Why would I ever want to go back? I was, I was always, always at somebody else's beck and call at the sack, you know, sacrificing mm -hmm. my life and the second half of my life. I don't, I want the exact opposite yeah. of that. I, I only want to be around people that I really enjoy being around and some of that'll be business, but a lot of it's going to be just having a shitload of mm -hmm. fun for me, you know, and, and enjoy the people I'm around. So, and then it, it kind of ties into both things though. Right. So nobody still understands what I do. That's, and that's a common thing with financial industry and my whole take on the finance financial world is very different from everybody else. So it's, it's even yeah. weirder to some people. And it's just how much control over you want over your time and your money. I want, I want as much control as possible over both of those things. And that's how I talk to my clients. That's, uh, that's how I talk to anybody that wants to talk business. Um, I want to be out. Like I said, I want to go. Can't wait to go to Glacier Park. Can't wait to go to Moab. Can't go like Tahoe. Like these are all places I'm going in the spring. Yeah. And I'm going to take a month to drive around and do, do whatever the hell I want. Right. right? And like tonight, I sort of, while I've been in Georgia, I've just taken every weekend, gone off and done something. Tonight I'm going up to a place called Blue Ridge. Just all these cool little places up in the mountains. You can either camp out or rent a cabin or do yeah. whatever. It's like, I would never have done this stuff 20 uh -huh. years ago. Right. Because you were a different person. Like that, like yeah. people, yeah, yeah. so when going back to um, talking about what your former wife was saying about you've changed, we have all changed, hopefully, in the past 20 years. Yeah. It's, it, you're either growing or dying. So change is inevitable. Yeah. And I, I never wanted to be the same right. person, right? Even even as a coach or even 20 years ago, when I first got into coaching, it's way different the first year after coaching. Then 10 years and 20 years, I'm a different yeah. person. Completely different. Because I'm way more confident, right. one, in my in myself and my abilities in that part of my life. But then you start getting into other things that interest you. Yeah. Or things that once interest you, like sports, don't really interest me that that much anymore. I'd rather be doing some other things. Not that I, I, I can watch sports yeah. now. But there was a time where I couldn't couldn't stand watching sports. Because you were just so <laughs> burned out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just wasn't a healthy situation to stay there anymore. And I just one day up and quit and then jumped into a completely different field. And the mistake I made was I didn't take a break. Mm. Right. I, sh I should have been taking the sabbatical at that time, not six yeah. years later, you know, because 
I thought that I just had to jump in and start working as hard as possible. Right. Right. To, to, to the point you were making earlier, put it in, put in the time, you do the grind, you do all this other bull crap. It's like, that's a way to, that's the, that's the way to be as unhealthy and unhappy as possible. Right. Right. But yes. And it's easy to say, just stop doing that. But our brains Mm. are wired to believe that that's the truth. And our brains are wired to work that way. So what have been some of the things that you've done, tools maybe that you've used or courses, books, whatever, how have you started rewiring your brain to allow you to do this? One of the biggest changes was I read a book called The Comfort Crisis. And it was like a, a smack to my face that, hey, man, you haven't been physically challenging yourself. And that was what got me through a lot of the, my, the coaching. I, I love mm. the challenge, but it made me think clear. And so when I wasn't being as physically active and I certainly wasn't challenging myself, I put on a lot of extra weight that I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. who is this? Right, dude? right. Where did this guy <laughs> come from? Yeah. So I just started training for 10 minutes a day. And that led to up to two hours at a time for sometimes because I would go off on mm-hmm. hikes and, the, and first thing in the morning, I would do it in the first thing in the morning. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm down 20 pounds. I have all this energy. I'm super excited to, to about my business yeah. again. And I feel really good about me, right? Inside my own skin. You know, was, I wasn't, wasn't sore all the time, even though I was training longer mm-hmm. periods of time. And then I ran a 25K uh, trail race after, and never have done anything like that in my life. And I'm like, this is cool. I can do almost anything if I'm putting the time into taking care of myself first and not putting other people ahead of me. Cool. So what I hear you saying is that you, you read this book that inspired you to start taking action yeah. and cha- like just doing things. You didn't even start with that much time, 10 minutes. It's like when I talk yeah. to people about meditation Ten. and they're like, well, I don't have an hour. You don't need an hour. Start with five minutes, 10 minutes. The, uh, I'll t- share you a funny story with you because at the same time I was making a commitment to drink more water. Okay. Right. Cause that, cause I would put, take water bottles and I'd put them strategically all around the house. I'm like, this is <laughs> it, man. This is how I'm going to form, form this habit. And how many of those water bottles did I drink through the day? One. Well, Zero. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't drinking any of them. So what I started doing was first thing before I drank any coffee or did anything before I fed my dogs was I would drink 24 ounces of water and then I'd feed my dogs and then I would go train uh-huh. for 10 minutes. And, and I was like, I'm going to do this every day. And I've done it every day since May 21st, May 21, I've, right? Every day I've done some type of physical training, not not really yeah. hard stuff, but just active, active. And the, all of a sudden it was like, just things just started clicking. Like my business picked up mm-hmm. my, the way I felt about myself picked up my relationships with friends picked up my relationships with my parents and my sister were enhanced. And it's like, this is really cool. We're going to, we're going to keep doing yeah. this. So small steps leading to enormous changes or enormous benefits. Yeah. It's, 
you know, those small things really made a huge difference. And I do them every day. Yeah, that's really the key, I, I believe, is the consistency. Yeah. It's not how hard or how long you do them. It's the consistency in doing them. Because it, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier. That's the commitment I mm-hmm. made to myself. And you kept it. Right? I told, my, I told myself I was going to do it. And I will do it every mm-hmm. day. 10 minutes is all I'm really yeah. looking for. Yeah. Right? And to drink and to get that first thing of water in my system every day because I'll end up drinking more right. water. But just to get yourself kicked off right? on the right foot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And as long if I do that every day, I'm, I'm going on the right path. Awesome. So back to the question of, but I can't afford this. That's something when we met, met up uh, earlier this year, we were talking about how this is part of your journey is your, your desire to help people figure out, right. okay, so if you say you yeah. can't afford it, talk to Dave. He'll help you figure out how you can afford it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it- it comes down, it came down to, I heard a great way to describe it the other day. You have to do an autopsy on your, your mm. finances, right? Or you can do a, do an audit or whatever you want to call it. But it's like, look at your habits, look at what you're doing right now, figure out what, what's that, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And like when we, when I go through with clients, there's actually a picture that we create for them, um, a snapshot uh, of what their finances look like when we first start. And then as we start making changes over time, it's, you start seeing dramatic changes and it's all color coded with red, green, and yellow. So it's an, those are easy things for all of us mm-hmm. to understand. Red's danger, yellow, hey, we should probably look at this. Green, yeah, you're good to go. So it gives us markers to look at things. So if you have $50,000 in debt, this is probably, what I'm doing is probably not be the best thing for you. At the moment. <laughs> right? At the moment. It's get these things under control, figure out how to do it, right? So we set up a system. So each, uh, we set up different accounts and each account has a specific job and serves a purpose for you, right? One's savings, one's wealth accumulation, one's uh, pay down your debts, right? And then, you know, if there's extra left over, you can just spend that because we've committed money to these other accounts. And these are the accounts that are really going to help you out most, right? Because I don't... We don't want to live in poverty. We don't have to live on rice and beans all of our lives, right. right? We want to enjoy ourselves too. So we built we build in like a little bit of a cushion for that. And eventually a person's going to come to the point where like, okay, I have this amount of money saved up. I, I think I can take a week, go go away for a week, right? So just like the water thing, it's take, take a yeah. small step. You don't have to go buy an RV or anything. Go rent an right. RV, go camping. Yeah. You know, because you may not even like it. <laughs> right. right. Well, yeah. And so it's it's just it's it's just one of those things where it's like, go try it, go experience it first. And you may realize that that's not what you want. So while we keep building your money and the habits for your money, you can go and experience all sorts of other things that you want to enjoy. Um, and you find something that you really get excited about, dig into that more. Like if you if the person I talk to a lot of people wanting to start a business. So you want to start a business. Okay. Here, we're going to help you start. We're going to help you set up this, a business, this entity, and then help you take, be, you know, as efficient with it as possible. But, uh, 
you know, it's just, it's all part of that. That's just part of a tax strategy for people, but nobody ever told me about any of that stuff. So I feel like it's my obligation of just giving that, that back to people. Right. Because if somebody would have told me, told me about this 10 years earlier, I may or may not have done something, but it, but eventually that it's something clicked in my head and I'm like, you know what? I want to go do more stuff yeah. for me. I want to go see, I want to go do, I want to travel more. Right. So. Yeah. Well, everything happens in the time that it is supposed to. <laughs> That's right. It, I feel like the, I feel That's like right. the theme of this episode is that small things matter. Like doing, taking even the small steps are going to create big waves so that yeah. you don't have to yeah, go absolutely. off on a, a, you know, year long sabbatical or six months. You were talking, you know, just take a week, whatever you can manage. Yeah. I did a month. You're doing longer than that. And, but you can start living this sabbatical life even, you know, without taking long-term sabbatical adventures and, yeah. uh, and what did you say? Yeah. Pilgrimages. Without adding, without adding. Yeah, without adding a whole lot of yeah. risk either, because they're they're like they're smaller, manageable things that anybody can do. Right, start somewhere. Um, you, yeah, and then it's. I think it's really important to start with the purpose of why mm-hmm. you want to do it. Right? What's the purpose? What's the reason you're doing these yeah. things? Not just go out there and blindly throw throw ideas, because that's what I used to do. Now it's like there's a purpose behind this. Like, I'm I'm seeking knowledge of something. Right. Right. Purpose could be as simple though as I would like to enjoy my life more. Yeah. That absolutely. it doesn't have to be some grand absolutely. purpose like I want to save the world. Right. Yeah. Right. But but you you can save your own. A- absolutely. <laughs> That's really the only thing you can do. We only have control over yeah. ourselves, the the steps that we take, who we become. That's all we have control over. We have no control over anybody else. Right. 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 And it's once you once you really come to once you come to under really understand that it's like it's freeing, hundred percent. Because because you're answering to yourself more than more than anybody else. Right. Oh my gosh, I love that. We're answering to ourself, which is what we tend to not do, but is the most important. That that's a great place to finish this conversation. However. We're not quite done yet because the last question always is, what's your hype song, Dave? What do you listen to when you're needing an extra boost of energy? Um, that's a really great question because I don't really listen to music that much anymore. Okay. But I, I used to wake up to uh, Highway to Hell mm-hmm. by ACDC. That's still one of that's still one of my favorite ACDC songs, so I'll, I'll go with that one. That's a, so awesome when that song. comes on, you're like, I'm like, I'll shoot. Energized. Here it comes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining me today on Fine is a Four Letter Word. Thanks, Lori. I appreciate it. I had, I had a lot of fun. Here are the five key takeaways from today's conversation. Number one, be honest with yourself and with others. If you're not being honest with others, you're going to create problems down the road. And when you can't keep commitments to yourself, you're training yourself not to be trusted. 
how we want to represent ourselves needs to be congruent with our actions. Number two, hard work is not always the key to success. Sometimes taking a step away from working and giving yourself the space is the key to your biggest opportunities. Number three, you don't have to live to work. You can work to live. That means crafting your career to support the life you want to live, not devoting your whole life to the hustle and grind just to make a little extra cash. Number four, the small things you do every day add up to more than hard work and effort. We think of making changes as requiring monumental effort, but really, it matters most that we stay consistent. Number five, don't say something is impossible until you've run the numbers yourself. Sometimes everything we'd like to have is just a few small changes away. That's what Dave proves to his clients every day. So give your life a look, think about what matters most to you, and find a way to fit it in. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend or a colleague. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other people like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. You can join me on social too. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. Lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. And if no one's told you this week, I'm proud of you. Take good care.